Welcome back to Refugee Report. Let's talk about the situation in the Lake Chad region, which includes Nigeria, Niger, Chad, and Cameroon. For over the past decade, many have fled the violence of Islamic militant groups, specifically Boko Haram, an Islamic militant group that emerged in 2009. Before looking at how this happened, we would like to warn you that the information and audio presented may be disturbing, especially in this episode. Listener discretion is advised. To understand the situation better, we must first look at two things, the formation of Boko Haram and the conditions which have allowed the group to grow and thrive. Boko Haram emerged in 2009 and was led by Mohammed Yusuf. Boko Haram means Western education is forbidden, and Yusuf heavily criticized the Western world and the government for being un-Islamic and corrupt. Yusuf created a religious complex, which included a mosque and an Islamic school in the capital of Borno State. Yusuf was known for being charismatic, and his followers ranged from poor people to upper class and university students. Many believe that even though he was serving them and their needs, many joined because of ideology. A journalist spoke at the, quote, birthplace of Boko Haram, end quote, which today is only a pile of overgrown rubble. He speaks of the original militants and of the violence of Boko Haram, stating, Most of these young men ended up killing their parents. What? Their parents, their families, their, their friends. They have a list. They go one after another. In July 2009, Boko Haram failed in an uprising against the Nigerian government, resulting in 800 deaths and many members being arrested. Mohammed Yusuf was killed in police custody, and the government felt strongly that this would eliminate the group. A year after the uprising, a former attendant of Yusuf announced that he was the new leader of Boko Haram. Now that we've established the beginning of Boko Haram, what has allowed them to thrive? While Nigeria has the biggest population and economy in Africa, with five major cities located in the south, the south has oil and natural resources and has a thriving economy with a majority Christian population, though the north remains isolated and poor and home to most of Nigeria's Muslim population, and there is a lack of government presence. Boko Haram and other militant groups have taken advantage of the following conditions in what is known as the Sahel a narrow band which runs along the northern central part of the continent. Sahel has conditions which are ideal for groups like Boko Haram. Mostly Muslim and vulnerable populations, food emergencies, poverty is rife, and there are many ethnic conflicts. The most key condition is that there is no strong government presence, almost no presence at all. As long as these conditions remain in the Sahel, terrorist groups will continue to thrive. These militant groups thrive off of exploiting unstable and ungoverned regions. Boko Haram has displaced almost 3.2 million people within the Lake Chad region. Even though the Nigerian government has regained control of much of Boko Haram's territory in the country's northeast, many are still subject to human rights violations, gender-based violence and sexual assault, kidnappings, and suicide bombings. As of December 2020, there are currently 304,562 refugees from Nigeria, over 2.1 million internally displaced people in Nigeria, over 778,000 internally displaced people in Cameroon, Chad, and Niger. The breakdown of the 778,000 goes as followed. Niger has 171,974. Cameroon has 118,000. 195, and Chad has 16,231. These figures 
were last updated on February 28, 2021. In 2011, Boko Haram made international news when they sent a car bomb into the United Nations compound in Abuja. 23 people were killed and 75 were injured. Between 2013 and 2015, Boko Haram killed over 11,000 people. By 2015, the group controlled much of the Borno state. In April 2014, Boko Haram targeted the students of the girls' secondary school of the northern town of Chibok, who were asleep in their dormitories. They stormed the dormitories, taking 276 girls. This sparked an international campaign for their return, and the girls were eventually released. Boko Haram realized that kidnappings could bring them global attention, so in 2018, they kidnapped 110 schoolgirls from the town of Dapchi. Many were released a month later. Many Nigerians have spoken of Boko Haram's seemingly blatant disregard for human life. After fleeing from a village into the major city of Madhuguri, a father who lost his son to a car bomb talks about these killing practices. Well, a Muslim, you are a target. If you are a Christian, you are a target. They slaughter people like animals, which is not part of Islamic doctrine. By this point, Boko Haram controlled a large portion of Nigeria, inflicted Sharia law, and declared it an Islamic caliphate. In 2015, they became affiliated with the Islamic State, or ISIS. Between 2009 and 2016, Boko Haram killed nearly 25,000 people and was on track to surpass ISIS as the deadliest terror group in the world. Five countries, Cameroon, Chad, Niger, Benin, and Nigeria, backed by the United States, the UK, and France, set out to battle against Boko Haram, known as the Multinational Joint Task Force. By April 2015, major towns were liberated from Boko Haram's rule, and the battle seemed to be pushing the group out. But still to this day, Boko Haram remains active and shifted its focus from Nigeria to the Lake Chad region. The Lake Chad region, which touches the borders of Chad, Niger, Nigeria, and Cameroon, is one of the poorest regions in the world. Boko Haram continues to raid villages for food and takes men to serve as fighters. In 2015, Boko Haram split into two groups, now Boko Haram and ISIS West Africa province. Boko Haram continued to become more and more violent, whereas ISIS West Africa province began to protect villages from acts. They would offer food and water and protection in exchange for attacks and recruits. Now, what ISIS West Africa province did was critical to their survival, as they gave food and stable water supplies to an area that has struggled with food crisis and emergencies. And because there is no strong government presence, ISIS West Africa province has started to move further into Niger and Chad. The Lake Chad region is in a humanitarian crisis. The crisis has been further exacerbated by food insecurity and malnourishment in all four countries. According to the UNHCR, there are 12.5 million who are in need of humanitarian assistance and 5.3 million people who are in food insecure. It is becoming increasingly more difficult to protect the displaced people of the Sahel region as they face chronic poverty, harsh climate conditions, recurrent epidemics, poor infrastructure, and limited access to basic services. The United Nations is advocating for people services and protection for internally displaced people. In 2018, the UNHCR asked for $175 million to support 208,000 Nigerian refugees and 75,000 of their hosts in Niger, Cameroon, and Chad. One of the biggest side effects of Boko Haram is the increasing rise in food insecurity across the Lake Chad region. Food insecurity puts not only families, but also children at risk. 
as a lack of proper nourishment leads to serious consequences on physical and cognitive development. The conflict has also had a lasting effect on access to education and school attendance rates in a region that had already faced some of the lowest education rates in the world. In 2019, on the weekend of January 26th and 27th, 35,000 Nigerian refugees fled to Cameroon from the Nigerian border town of Run. A mother who gave birth just four days after arriving in Cameroon said, quote, It's so difficult to have a child here. I'm scared, she says. Quote, we came with nothing. We need milk and proper shelter. My baby will grow up here. We don't have a choice, end quote. This mother expresses a very similar attitude to those across the camp who agree that they can never go back to Nigeria, that they are in Cameroon to stay. Another says, quote, We have been to Cameroon seven times, and each time we are sent back to Nigeria. But this time around, we are here to stay. There is no security where we are coming from. The camps are completely makeshift, with tents made from wraps, scarves, and wooden stakes. The UNHCR has pleaded for more blankets and supplies to be sent to these camps, and many locations struggle with water and food shortages. If help and resources aren't given to these camps soon, there will be no way to help these refugees get back on their feet and give them a new beginning. The spike in refugees was due to the withdrawal of the multinational joint task force, which left them defenseless against the well-armed Boko Haram. The UNHCR launched an appeal for $135 million to be sent to the Lake Chad region to help the increasing number of refugees affected by Boko Haram. COVID-19 has not made the journey any easier for those affected by Boko Haram, but the UNHCR has applauded many countries in the Lake Chad region for leaving their borders open and continuing to process refugees. Boko Haram, ISIS West Africa province, and many other militant groups continue to ravage the Lake Chad region and the Sahel leaving millions displaced and without proper food, shelter, or protection. As stated earlier in this episode, as long as the conditions of food insecurity, lack of government presence, and more remain, there will always be an opportunity for militant groups to exploit these regions. It's important to not address this issue with military aid, but to help these refugees and regions directly. That concludes this episode of Refugee Report. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe and share it with a friend. Also, follow us on our social media at Wartime Aid. Also, please check out our new TikTok page at Wartime Aid as well. As always, thank you so much for listening.